we've got to make that life for ourselves, and that's how we pass it on to our children. And that, and we do that for ourselves by reparenting that younger part of ourselves that was parented unconsciously. We become conscious to our own child. I am just a girl, passionate about breaking old generational cycles, so that I can create a better legacy for my children. Welcome to Butterfly Effect, Breaking Old Generational Cycles. So I am super excited because I am collaborating with my friend Leah Abraham for a series called Conscious Parenting. And I want to start off by telling you why we're doing this series, why I chose Leah to partner with me, and lay the foundation for what I know is going to be a very impactful series on breaking old generational cycles. So why conscious parenting? As I was talking with Leah before we started recording, I reminded her that we're not going to talk about perfect parenting. We're going to talk about conscious parenting because there's no such thing as perfect parenting. None of us are perfect without flaws, without mistakes. But the reason why I chose to do a series and the reason why I feel like I'm qualified to talk about conscious parenting, it's because I had to consciously parent my adult self. And through that, I am able to consciously parent my children. And the outcome of that is to raise children who are able to express their emotions, able to be who they were born to be, able to see life through their eyes, not through the eyes that I want them to see it, not through society's eyes not to old beliefs, not to old patterns and cycles. And then through this conscious parenting, we're able to break old generational cycles, old patterns, and just set our children up for success, for better things to come. Is that an easy job? Hell no. (laughs) not at all we're talking about parenting parenting little people with their own personalities their own approach to life their personal beliefs and when we consciously parent instead of acting like we own them we guide them when we consciously parent we can see where we make the mistakes Conscious parents can apologize. Conscious parents, we talk to our children, not at our children. And conscious parents can say, I made a mistake today. So today, why did I choose Leah? Leah is my friend and she's an amazing woman. 
an amazing cycle breaker, an amazing mom. Yes, Leah, you're an amazing mom. And why? Not because she's a perfect mom, but because she's conscious about how she's parenting her children. Like me, Leah had to do some conscious parenting of her own self to herself. And now, together, we're going to do this series where we're going to invite people in. We have some wonderful people we're surrounded by. And weekly, we're just going to talk about conscious parenting. And remember I said, not perfect parenting, conscious parenting. So welcome, Leah. I'm so excited to be collaborating with you, partnering with you. There's nobody else I'd rather be here talking to and having these conversations than you. So welcome. Thank you, Stacey. And um, I appreciate that introduction about it's not perfect parenting, it's conscious parenting. And conscious parenting simply means that we're watching ourselves as we parent and we're the observer of what is happening as we're engaging with our children, whether it's a fight, whether it's something that we feel is a mistake, but we're observing it instead of being unconscious to what is happening. So I appreciate that because, you know, when you asked me to do this and, and I do a lot of parenting rooms in clubhouse as well. And I, the inner critic comes up always like, who do you think you are wanting to talk about parenting? Like, look at your situation. You know, you have all of these situations that come up with your own children where you're not the best parent, you're making mistakes. And so that inner critic is like, who are you to talk about this? But this reminder that it's not about perfect parenting, it's about observing our actions. And I'm definitely an observer of my actions with my children. And sometimes being a conscious parent can be hard because you understand how your actions affect your children and you understand that there's an impact that it has on them. And that can be overwhelming. But a conscious parent, like you said, also communicates with their children. They talk about things. They apologize. And that is a key piece because in unconscious parenting, that repair doesn't happen. The rupture happens which is going to happen in all parenting. It's inevitable. Our children are our greatest teachers, so they're also our greatest triggers. So that rupture is going to happen. But what's important is the repair that comes after that rupture. And when you are consciously parenting, that piece is really important to you. What happens after the rupture, how you repair that connection and that relationship with your children. So I appreciate being given this opportunity to talk about parenting because it's a difficult subject. It's a difficult subject and one that people often don't speak honestly about because we don't want to talk about how we're failing or how we seem to be failing or the fact that we blew up with our kids and, you know, did something horrible or seemingly horrible. We don't want to talk about those things. But just like all of the other things we always speak to on this podcast and in our clubhouse rooms and in our conversation, if we don't talk about things, if we're not seeing them, however, are they going to be resolved or changed? So it's important that we talk about how difficult parenting can be sometimes and how that difficulty can cause us to come out of our alignment uh, and to sometimes do unconscious actions. But when we're working to do that consciously, when we're working to be the observer, it changes everything. 
because there's that repair. And I think that is something that's important to focus on. What happens after the rupture? How do we handle it after gone off the rocker or whatever? <laughs> Absolutely. And trust me, we've all gone off the rocker. I know I have. I know I have. There's a lot of stuff that we can talk about. And today, as we had uh, talked a few weeks ago about starting with ourselves, to be a conscious parent, we have to start with consciously parenting ourselves. And that sounds a little weird, right? But people who may not be open or understanding or don't know the language of parenting your inner child, parenting yourself. And really, that's your healing journey. That's the journey of finding out why is it that my children are triggering me? Why at different stages of my child's life, I feel a certain way? Why is it that my fuse is short? What lies beneath that? Why am I showing up as this parent? Why don't I want to listen to my child? Why does my child make me nervous? All of these. I mean, there's so many questions, right? And so all of that is about having that awareness of ourselves and the importance of healing. I'm in no way saying you have to heal before you have children. You'd be waiting forever and then (laughs) children would never happen because the healing process is a journey, as you know, Leah, right? So. It's on the journey of healing that the observer pops in and the awareness pops in. Because what I have learned is through being a parent, my biggest healing happened versus prior. I was like, I don't want children because this world is a hot mess and they do these types of horrible things to people and parents abandon their children and nobody's going to support and love. And I, I mean, I just went down a list when I was younger to why I didn't want children. What I didn't realize, and I realize now, is that being a parent, that was the biggest healing that I ever experienced. It pushed me to question myself, to see myself in different light, to see myself through my children's eyes. They're brutal now. They're these little little human beings that we call children, they're freaking brutal. And they will just tell you like it is. But what I've learned to do is accept that in a way where it's a mirror of myself that I wouldn't see myself. So there's so much around parenting yourself through the eyes of your children, through the triggers from your children, and using that as healing. And when we do that, Leah, as you well know, then we are able to be better parents to our children. And so what's the tagline here? Conscious parenting, not perfect parenting. Exactly, Stacey. And, you know, you talk about thinking of all the reasons why I'm not going to have children, this list that you went down. And what our children do is they they show us that this list is actually all the things that we as a child experience. And that reflection that you said, they reflect these things that sometimes no one else can reflect. And I say this often that um, sometimes 
to step onto the healing journey only comes after we have our children because we start seeing these generational patterns being passed to that next generation. And so we have to stop and, and we're given that opportunity to say, oh, here I am passing down what happened to me, to my child. Am I going to do that and, and live in this denial around that? Or am I going to become conscious and consciously parent and change that and break that cycle from being passed to the next generation? So having children is a very powerful part of our healing. It takes you to new levels. You know, we talked about what is going to be the first talk in our series, and we were kind of planning that out. And we wanted to dive into, you know, a very important topic of helping our children be aware of their body. And and then I said, we've got to start at the beginning. If we're talking about conscious parenting, that word conscious, we have to be conscious first. And so you're exactly right. It's not that you have to be on this healing journey, but you just have to be conscious and yes. want to be aware and see those patterns and break those patterns and do something different. So that was, you know, what we decided that the first episode will be about how do we bring consciousness into our parenting, into our life, really, because becoming conscious affects every aspect of our life. It, it makes us that observer. It brings in the awareness. It allows us to get in touch with those deeper parts of ourselves that need that. I love that you said, do something different. It's so simple, yet so difficult. It's like climbing a mountain. So we're aware of why it's so difficult because people do what they know. So when you think about it, Leah, who taught you how to be a mom? Yep, my mom, who was very unconscious <laughs> and and who was raised by an unconscious mother and she yeah. had a lot of trauma. And yeah, that's who yes. taught me how to be a parent. Yes. Who taught me how to be a mom, right? So yeah. it's the same concept. My mom, the matriarchs in my family, I grew up around my grandmom, the matriarchs in our family. And we start thinking this is what it's supposed to be until you become more aware of how that thing didn't work for me or how that thing affected me. And so if it affected me this way, is that what I really want to do? Is that how I really want to parent my children? And then when we do that reparenting, going through our healing journey, healing process from the things that we are trying very diligently to break away from, we can then see how those things affected us. And let me tell you why conscious parenting is hard. It's hard, like you said earlier, is because first you have to see you. And in seeing you, guess what it brings up? All the stuff. All the stuff. All of the old stuff. All of the stuff that we've been trying to bury, mass, suppress and repress and pretend never happened. But the problem with that is when we leave it alone, it comes out anyway in a different form. And a lot of times it's the way we handle the people around us and who's around us our children. So I just want to let you guys know something because it's real. It's real in living color in front of me today. So as Lee and I are recording, 
her son, her four-year-old, he came in and he wanted something. He needed something. And note I said needed. I changed it to needed because when we're four years old, it's not a want. Everything is a need. And we paused and Leah patiently went and did what she needed to do for her son. That's what I'm talking about when I say consciously parent. And then we talked about how in our day, we would have been shooed away, shoved away, sent away, chased away, door might have been slammed. Um, I'm busy. And I'm going to tell you what that creates. So for those of you who don't know, I work with women who are looking to find what's blocking them from their best life, their most intentional life. And I do this through hypnosis, rapid transformational therapy. Why am I bringing that up? One of the reasons why I'm doing this series on conscious parenting is nine times out of 10, my client's issue that they're working with now is because the parenting wasn't conscious. It's because they felt neglected. They felt alone. They felt abandoned. They felt shoved away. They felt misunderstood, insignificant. I could just go down the list. And so for the last three years of my life, it's been since 2020, all I could think of when I would take notes around my client is, oh my gosh, it starts with the parenting. Oh my gosh, it starts with the parenting. And in no way am I blaming parents because you have to know to be able to do. And if that's not what you were taught, like I asked Leah earlier and asked myself, who taught us to be parents? Who taught us to be a mom? And who taught us to be a mom, nine times out of 10, are the people who didn't know how to be a mom. One of the reasons this is so important to me is that having these conversations is because every single client, there was an element from the parenting or the adult in their life, the teachers maybe. The teachers were big alongside the parents, the mother or the father. And most of the times, these children who feel unworthy, like they're not enough, the children that without a voice, the children mm-hmm. who can't express themselves, lack of confidence in themselves, it's because their parents didn't stop and say, give me a moment. My child needs me. And Leah, you said it best. You were talking about as the adult versus the child. Tell me more about that. Yeah, Stacey, thinking about how would that situation been handled with us? Our parent would have said, can't you see I'm talking? Can't you see I'm talking to an adult? Isn't that rude that you're interrupting us? Putting all that onto a child who doesn't have the emotional intelligence to wait like an adult does, where the adult can see that this child who lacks that emotional intelligence needs something. So I can say to the other adult, give me just a moment. And then I can give my child that attention so that he knows that he's being heard and that he matters and that I want to meet his needs. And if I can't, you know, then I explain to him, it's going to be just a minute. I'm talking or whatever it is. But taking that pause and giving the child what they need because the child hasn't developed their emotional intelligence, but the other adult should, should have that emotional intelligence to know. But thinking back to how it was handled when we were younger, 
so the opposite, you know, that a child is supposed to recognize when a parent is busy or, you know, a, yes. a child, just like you said, has a need and they go to the person that's supposed to meet their needs. Yes. And that's all it is. <laughs> that is all it is. It's us, the unconscious parent that turn it into something different, that this child is doing something intentionally to bother or hurt us. That's never the case with the child. They just have a need and they want to be seen and heard. And like yes. you said, when we tell them, go away, I'm busy, or can't you see I'm talking, or this is the fourth time I told you, now you're in trouble, or whatever it is, what does that teach them? My voice doesn't matter. I don't matter. And nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Mm -hmm. And and my and my needs are not going to be met. Forever. Look, forever. forever. Listen, listen, guys. This is what I see coming from adults in my line of work of all different ages. It doesn't matter. All different races, all different cultures, because when I speak to a woman who's having that, I'm not enough, I feel unworthy, or I don't deserve, it's because at some point in their lives, an incident as simple as, hold on, let me pause and go see what he needs, turns into, I am not enough. I'm not even deserving of my mother's time. And look at how quickly you taking a moment, giving the attention to your son, getting him settled with what he needed, and now we're back. That was quick. Yes. And there's nothing further. There's nothing further because think of that child that has been dismissed. Then what do they go off and do? They cry or they're upset and they have to process their emotions somehow. So then when the mother is time to go or whatever, then she has this child that that's needy and sad and has all these emotions that they haven't been able to release. And so then that's an issue, yes. but this is done. Now it's happy. We're talking and yes. it's because I took what was it? Two minutes to give him. Yeah. Yes. And you know, and I, I want to just extend on that too, Stacy. that in those situations. And I, I remember clearly like from childhood, the child is pushed away, silenced and then spoken negatively. You know, I can't believe my child. She always does that. She's so rude. I've told her like five, you know, so then the child is also hearing yes. the mother speak poorly of and I remember those situations as a child and it's so harmful to a child who is developing and learning about who they are and what this world is like and who they are in this world the first seven years of our life are where we build our core belief system about ourselves the world and us in the world this very interaction can cause this core belief that like you said stays with us until adulthood until we're in therapy with Stacy and having <laughs> to go back and figure out where this came from. Yes, two minutes, two minutes. Look at that. Two minutes of a pause have now created a different trajectory for a child that says, I matter. So this is so amazing. Two minutes. And this is what I'm talking about when you ask, what makes Leah, what makes Stacy? experts in talking about conscious parenting because we are living it. We're living it with the mistakes we make. We're living it with the the things we do well. 
and we're living it because we are parenting ourselves by undoing the things that were done to us. So two minutes of a break can have a child feeling for a lifetime that he matters or she matters, that they're deserving and worthy of mom's time versus that same moment where you shut them out, shut them down, can have them thinking, wow, I'm not even deserving of my mother's time. I guess I must not be worthy of it. I must not be enough. And I just want people to understand this. This is not about blame or shame or pointing fingers at at all. We only do what we know. But this is about awareness. If we can be aware, and like some of the words that Leah used, be an observer, step outside of it for a minute and look and see how we're affecting our children and the people around us. Because earlier, what I was saying is that when we don't handle the things that needs to be handled, they come out and they come out in a way that sometimes is not pretty. And most of the times it's, a, it's toward the people that's close to us, the people we love, our spouses, our partners, our children, because we are bleeding all over these people that didn't even cause the wound in the first place. That's one of my favorite quotes. I've seen it somewhere. So this is just an example. And then you, if you questioned at all, Leah, why me and you are having this conversation, the universe is obviously showing you firsthand. <laughs> but giving us these examples, <laughs> these real life examples, Yes, going back to what we were speaking about prior to Levi coming in and needing something from me, talking about why we wanted our first episode to be this conscious part. Because if we are living in denial around our own situation and the childhood that we had, the experiences that we had in childhood, it's going to be very difficult for us to see that it's happening again. Like I said, that these children will reflect it to us. So we'll find those times where we're given that sight. And then it's in those times that we have that choice. Am I going to ignore this and go back into denial? Or am I going to sit with it and do something different? And I wanted to speak to that because you mentioned that doing something different. That's very important for us to hear that it's either denial or something different. And what something different looks like it's going to be different for all of us. It doesn't matter what that something different is. We don't have to define it. We just have to choose something different. And we'll know what that something different is for us in that moment that we don't choose denial. Yes, denial versus something different. And <laughs> all and, it is. And listen, isn't that the truth for like everything that we are trying to work on or experiencing in our lives? It's even when we're working through the traumas of the past, if we're in denial, we can't do something different because we won't see it or we'll know it's there, but we'll hide it behind that wall. We'll shove it down, right? But if we can move outside of denial and be aware first, then that's the first step to doing something different. and. 
You know, one of my things that I learned last year, and yes, just last year, after 51 years of my life, I learned and came to the realization that it's not my parents' fault. And how did I come to that realization? Because someone didn't break a cycle. Someone stayed in denial. Someone wasn't aware. And then that passed on and on and on. So whose fault is it? Who knows? (laughs) We're all victim of victim of victim. But in this moment, we can change that for our children. That's it. Who knows? So when I came to that realization, I'm like, so I can't really sit here and keep going back in the lineage and trying to figure out who who screwed it up. I mean, who (laughs) Who I want to be most mad at. Yes. Who cares at this point? They're all gone off to the different realm or different place. And um, I remember I was talking to my daughter one day. And she's asked me a question and I said, baby, it's just trauma. And she said, well, is it always trauma, mama? And I said, nine times out of 10, yes. And she goes, well, who is this person that traumatized our family? Who, who are these people that, that caused this trauma? And I said, nine times out of 10, they're dead. <laughs> right? Yep. They're already gone. <laughs> they're already gone. And who knows the origin or the beginning? But the point I was trying to really make to her is that it didn't matter who started the trauma. The only thing that mattered is whether or not we're aware to break it. The only thing that matters is what am I going to do right now? Yes. Because yeah. in in this moment, that's the only place that we can take any action. I mean, yeah, we could be in the past and try to identify and whatever all of that or or we can plan about how your daughter's going to break the cycle in the future. No, the only thing that matters is what we do right now. That's the only place that we can take action. Yes. When you stand up and say, it it ends with me. When you stand up and say, I can't pass this on to my children. One, because I don't want them to go through and I want their lives to be more full and I want their experiences, their soul to experience something um, more joyful and fulfilling. And so my job as a parent then becomes something bigger than just a mom. It's almost like this guide where, so you chose me to be your parent. I'm taking this seriously. So I look at it from a a big cosmic thing. And now I'm, you know, I'm going to make it out of this world for you. And I'm going to guide you in a way where I don't bring the old stuff into your life. Where I set you up for success. Um, We need to tell people that every parent wants that for their children. Every mom that's having a baby, it's always, I'm going to do things differently. This I'm going to do everything I can to protect this child. I want her to have this life that I didn't have. But what we don't understand is that Without our awareness, without that conscious awareness to the things that we've been through, that child will experience the same. So every mom wants that. And how do we give that to our children? We become conscious 
we heal, we parent our own child, mm-hmm. that, that younger part of ourself that didn't get what we needed, what was necessary to have that type of life. And mm-hmm. that's how we give it to our child. But just thinking and wanting it so badly for them, it's not going to do it. Yeah. And that's why it's so important for our first episode to, to bring that conscious part to it. If we're not seeing our own shit and, and we're thinking their life is going to be better than the one that I had, it's not going to happen. We've got to make that life for ourselves, And that's how we pass it on to our children. And that, and we do that for ourselves by reparenting that younger part of ourselves that, that was parented unconsciously. We become conscious to our own child so that we can be conscious for our, our child. And that's how we give them that life. And we get it too. That's Absolutely. Thing. Like you're giving Chloe that life, but you're also living that life for yourself. So Yes. And it's amazing. I love living through her. And it's not in the unhealthy way because there's some unhealthy way, you know, um, (laughs) of living vicariously through your child. It's not that. It's watching her be so authentically her, so truthfully her, not suffocating that. Allow her to be herself while still guiding, knowing that I don't own her. Knowing that I was just the vessel that brought her here on this planet Earth and marveling at who she's becoming and then doing, like I said, taking my job so seriously. (laughs) You ever go like you ever go to a place and you see an employee and they are just like. You're you're the employee of the month every month, Stacey. Yes, they're just (laughs) taking their job so seriously. Take my job as a parent seriously. And I don't mean seriously like um, a a stuffy mom, but seriously like I'm all in. Because once I waited that long to have my first child, I'm all in, right? And to your point, Leah, very important point you made. We all sit and look at that belly, and I'll say most of us, look at that belly, um, rub it, sing to it, read to it, watch it grow, and marvel at how their life's going to be different. And then they're born, and then you're like, holy bleepity 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 bleep, what am I going to do? How do I do this? How do I protect them? And all of the things start to come. And then we don't know where these things are coming from unless we become conscious and aware and realize that that's just the fears, the fears of what happened to us. The very reason I said I didn't want children in the first place. Here are those fears coming now that I'm looking at this beauty and this miracle. My child, when she was born, I started telling her how happy I am that God sent her to me. And I never stopped saying that until she was able to finish the statement. Yes, mommy, I know you're happy that God sent me to you, right? That's because I wanted her to know that she was wanted, that she was made with love, that you are here for a purpose, a reason. And that that's so important. But at the end of the day, if we can ask ourselves the questions of what is it about me that I need to reparent? 
and listen to yourself speak to yourself. The same words that you say to yourself, nine times out of 10, those are the words you say to your children. And if you listen to those words, ask yourself, whose words are they, right? That's where awareness starts. Because I must say it again, we're not judging anybody's parenting. We're just reminding each of you that you can do it consciously. And in order to do that, the denial have to go away. Awareness have to come about. You have to be an observer and you have to be willing to take that job seriously, you know? And willing to listen to your own child that was silent. Yeah. Allow that voice to be heard. Um, I wanted to talk about this living vicariously through our children because what you're describing is living life with your child, living yes. life with your child and watching how beautiful her life is becoming. But so often, you know, these parents that I want you to have a better life than I ever did, they put that pressure onto their child that I couldn't do it. So you have to do it for me. And that's like a trauma in itself because that's stifling the the creative, true, authentic spirit of that child. Yes. And it's putting all of the things that you wish you could have done onto that child. And so there's a big difference from what you were describing, Stacy, where you're living alongside of your child. And then that parent that I want you to have the life that I didn't. So I'm going to push you into that life. But without doing my own work, I like can't stress that enough that that will never work. Our want and and no matter how much effort we put into that child having what we didn't, if we're not doing our own work, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It, It may happen for a while and seem like you're molding them in the right way. But when they get out on their own, all that stuff is going to come up. It's the same patterns being passed. So us as the parent, the best thing that we can do for our child is start with ourselves. You know, that's a journey. It's a long journey. And it simply begins by stating that I'm going to do something different. And then like all the things that we've shared, becoming conscious and how do we do that? Watching what triggers us, listening to those words. Are those my words that I chose? to say to you in regards to the situation? Or is that my mom that she told me? And so now I'm telling it to you, if it's your mom, is that valid? Do I believe that? Is that what I want to say? Or do I want to change the words that I'm saying to you? So it's simply just that awareness, becoming the observer and bringing our consciousness into what we're doing in into all of our life. So I can't stress that enough that conscious parenting begins with parenting ourselves. Yes. It begins with me. It begins with you. That is so spot on perfect. Some of the topics that we will talk about, because man, we could sit here. I know me and you could sit here and talk for hours, (laughs) but some of the topics that we will discuss, we'll talk about the importance of sharing and talking to your children about their bodies and understanding their bodies, spanking versus not spanking, and why? Allowing your child to just be themselves, to have a voice. There's so many different topics, and we will definitely bring in some of our favorite people that can speak on these topics. 
some are parents and some aren't, but some of them work with children. And, you know, I have a few of them running through my head already. Me too. (laughs) From our community. And just why are we doing this? Because because parenting is hard AF. Yes. That's why we're doing it. (laughs) And especially when you're on a healing journey and you're dealing with your own trauma and your own shit. And then you also have to be a parent. It's hard AF. And we're doing this because you're not alone. Because I'm not alone. Because you're not alone. Yes. None of us have to do it alone. And none of us have to do it in secret. We can be open about how hard it really is. It is. It is hard. It is hard. And it's triggering. And it's all of that, you know? That's why we're having these conversations. Because we really do want people to not feel like they're alone on this journey. And don't feel shame. Don't feel guilt. You're not the only one crying in the closet. Literally. (laughs) Most moms do it. We all go and hide and cry. But if you have a community, if you have support, then you don't have to cry alone. And if you find the right people that you can feel supported versus judged, then you can express your day. You can share your mishaps. Last thing I'll say about finding this awareness and consciousness in order to parent self and then be able to parent your children is that you don't have to do it alone because there are also professional support out there. You know when you need that because we need to be able to speak to someone. And when you need professional support, go for it. The last words that I'll share is to remember that, like you said, there's there's no judgment. A lot of times when we do become a conscious parent, like I know for me, like with my first two children, I'm like, oh my God, I effed them up big time. And so there's like this potential to put all this like guilt and shame on yourself and, and judgment, but that's not what this is about. This is about where do I move forward from right now? How do I move forward from right now? And remembering that no matter the harm that may have already been done, a child always wants their parent to come back and love them. So we always have that opportunity to try again today, try again today. And our children will always be willing to take us back no matter what we've done in the past. So conscious parenting means that we begin to see all the unconscious parenting that we've done, but that's okay. That's okay because it's not about that. It's about the repair. How do we move forward from here? And what are we going to do now? And our children will watch and see the change. We used to smack them when they, you know, interrupted us. Now they see that we're giving them the time. That's going to have a massive impact on them and the relationship with you. So be compassionate with yourself when you begin taking this conscious parenting journey, because you'll see a lot of stuff that makes you uncomfortable. But remember where that came from. Remember that we were parented that way. And, and we parent the only way that we know how, the only way that we've learned until we choose consciousness and we do something different. Love it. And with that, I'm going to just say, keep joining us for these conversations and let us know your feedback on these conversations. 
remember the tagline for today is conscious parenting (laughs) not perfect parenting not perfect parenting so join us again and let's make these conversations normal and i want my listeners to know that in the end I want you to be inspired to break free from the old constructs of the past and create a new legacy. 